All right, guys, welcome to Game Changer Live. I'm David Villa, and it is Wednesday, man. It's 11 o'clock, and it's time to, hey, man, it's time to hang out for 30 minutes, right? Let's talk a little bit about something that has been on my heart for the last week, and it's running towards your promise, running towards your promise, right? I'm, I, I want to talk a little bit about running, and I want to talk about promise. I want to talk about movement. I want to talk about what it means to run towards your promise. I, I want to talk a little bit to business owners, to uh, to professionals possibly as well, or to anybody who feels like writing down goals is something you either believe in or maybe even something that you believe in that possibly you've stopped doing or something you struggle with. So I want to talk about this for a second. But just before we do, I want to first of all welcome our audience. And if you're listening to this via Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, welcome. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, you guys are great. And listen, make sure you tell somebody about it. If you're watching this, hey, check it out. Go to Spotify, Apple, or Google and subscribe to the podcast. And you can go back and listen to all of the archives as well as catch uh, the shows as they're coming live. Also, I uh, want to welcome those that are watching. We're live on Twitter. Uh, we're live on Instagram. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, of course, you can so on this side, you can follow me uh, with the uh, handles that are behind me on the screen. I want to show you guys something. I'm wearing one of our brand new shirts, right? We just launched, we're launching as we speak faith gear. And I want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, we, uh, before I get into the podcast today and, um, and uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a line of, of, of merchandise, um, clothing, uh, apparel. It's, it's, I mean, it's everything from, I mean, if you go around our office, we're in a 13,000 square foot office and we have a lot of, uh, words and, 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 uh, quotes and scriptures on the wall, things that are going to encourage you every day in faith. So we started a line called faith gear and it includes a line of t-shirts. I want to show you guys a couple of them. Of course, I'm wearing the pray t-shirt. Um, we've got <clears throat> this one here, victory. Um, I'm going to try to do this in this limited space. I have, of course, the prey that I'm wearing. Uh, we've got this one. How about this piece? But then, of course, it has of mind right under it. And then, of course, Isaiah 26, 3, the scripture reference. Then we have strength. And uh, that's Philippians 4, 13. Come on. And then we have this one, which is one of my favorite. It actually matches the uh, tat on my right forearm. Be still. And, of course, the scripture, Psalms 46, 10. And then we have the victory that I showed you earlier in a white version as well. These are just some of the uh, t-shirts that, that we have that we're offering on Faith Gear. And look, I'd love to, I'd love for you to get one. And I promise you this, if you want something that is going to just help you walk, man, help you just, just, you know, show your faith, walk in your faith and remind you. Sometimes I have to go to the bathroom. Listen, I can tell you this morning, I might have to go to the bathroom, right, in our office here. Look in the mirror and go, hey, you know what? Continually, thankfully pray. Right, First Thessalonians five sixteen, and that's a reminder. So Faith Gear, check it out. Uh, you can go to faithbasedselling.com. You can go to davidvilla.me. Uh, you can go to um, faithgear.co, C-O, and check it out as well. All right, let's dive into it. Also, we're going to invite you into the Game Changer group. We're going to post it into the thread. It's a, a invite only, over 6,000 people, I think 6,100 people right now that encourage each other on a daily basis, and you're invited into that group on Facebook. It's David Villa's Game Changers. All right, so enough advertisement. Let's dive into today's podcast and let's talk a little bit about running towards your promise. I want to talk and I want to kind of throw this out there. Let's let's start by saying, right, on the run. The first point I want to point out, right, and talk about because it's running towards your promise and all the time we're, we're drawn to, and I get it, right, me too, we're drawn to the word promise. We're drawn to that word. That's the word 
right? That draws us. When I see the title running towards my promise, I'm like, oh, my promise. Oh, my destiny. Oh man, that's where I'm headed. My goal. And look, I get that, right? Because that's the icing. That's the dessert, right? That's the, that's the cherry on top. You know, that's, that's what I get when I'm, that's the reward. That's the prize. But I want to talk to you. I want to rewind a little bit and to get to your promise, you're going to go through obstacles. You're going to go through challenges. You're going to go through times where you can, you have to crawl times where you have to really process and kind of work your way through and process. And then you're going to go through times when I want to talk about today and that's running, right? Running towards your promise. So let's talk about it for a second on the run. What does it mean on the run, right? And I want to kind of just touch on a scripture. This is uh, the message version. I, re- I love that version because it kind of takes the Bible, right? Which sometimes can be hard. I grew up in church. So, I mean, I, I you know, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of a student of the Bible, but at the same time, you know, sometimes a version of the Bible can, can, uh, can be difficult. I mean, you know, we don't talk in King James anymore, right? And so a lot of times it's very difficult to dissect what, what, what the Bible's saying. And the Lord will help you, obviously, no matter what version you're reading. But the message is really cool to me because it actually breaks it down into just some like flat out common sense. So let me read this to you, right? It said, and then God answered, write this. Before, before I go any further, though, I just want to say something. I'm, I'm, I'm discussing something that's, that's is spiritual. We're talking about scripture. But man, how many know that God is very practical, right? He's not a God that's like way up here and he can't relate to us down here, right? The Bible says that we serve a high priest or Jesus, right? That's, that's, we don't serve a high priest that's not touched by the feelings of our infirmities or that he's not impacted or doesn't know what it feels like to go through the things that we go through. So when I'm reading this, I want to tell you it's it's as practical as writing down the top 3%, just as a statistic in fact of of the world, successful people, the top 3% write down their goals, right? So writing it down, and that didn't come from some self-help guru that came from God's wisdom. So look at this here, right? So it says, and then God answered. This is Habakkuk. It's an Old Testament book. You may never read anything else in Habakkuk, but possibly this, right? On writing down vision. And then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out on big block letters so they can be read on the run. I want you to emphasize that on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on the way. It will come right on time. Just leave that up for a second, Ezra, because I'm going to refer back to it. So it's closer than you think, right? And I want to start by saying that. We're going to go back to on the run for a second, but I want to break this down, right? So write it down. And and the uh, the version that you might be familiar with is write the vision, make it plain so that those who see it will pick it up and run with it. And that's this version in a different version. That's this verse in a different version. You got to write it down, right? You got to write it down. You, and let me just give you an example. Sometimes I'll wake up at three in the morning. I get up early anyway, but sometimes I'll get up at three or four in the morning, you know, and I'm up late as well. And, but you know, you know, God will wake me up or a thought or, or, or a dream or vision, you know, will wake me up and I'll start just, just thinking about it. Right. And I don't want to forget if I'm going to, if I'm going to kind of go back to sleep for a little bit. So I'll grab my phone now these days. Right. And it's not as much write it down, but I'll get my phone. I'll go to the notes section and I'll type something out. So I don't forget about it because I don't know about you, but I want it fresh. I want it right then. So we got to write what we see. I mean, you need to keep, I got three note tablets as well as my phone on on the, the desk area that I sit out in the in the sales room. And so when 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 I hear something or think something or go through something, I take it out and I write it down. I'm constantly writing things down. And you could look at my notes and possibly not even understand what it means, but it's there for me. So I want to write it down. So write what you see. And here's here's the, the part though that goes along with really what we're talking about running. Write it on big block letters 
so that it can be read on the run. So here's the deal. We're busy. We're moving. We're constantly going. We're constantly moving and shaking, right? We're, we're, we're making things happen. We're selling. We're, we're growing. We're running businesses. We're running families. We're fathers. We're mothers, right? We're working. We're busy about things in this world. This is a busy, busy life, a busy, busy world. And, and, and so things can become very pressurized. So here's what God says in his word. He knows this. And so he says, write it out on big block letters so that you can read it on the run. So when you're running, you don't have to stop. You don't have to pause. It doesn't have to disrupt your flow. It doesn't have to disrupt your, you know, your, your, uh, your process. You're, you're running along the journey of life. You're running along towards the destiny, towards your promise. And there's times when you can walk. There's times when you're going to have to leap over obstacles. There's times when you can't run because the terrain is rough, right? But in the season when you're running, in the season when you're going at it full on, the Bible says to write it down on big block letters, meaning put it on a billboard. Don't just put it in some small area where you've got you've to focus on it, but you could see it while you're running. So this is a vision message. And it's, and it's a witness pointing to what's coming. So God, I, I believe this with all my heart because the, the Bible says that the thief, right, the enemy, the enemy of your mind, it's not just the devil. We give the devil too much credit, but sometimes that enemy is our thinking, right? Our stinking thinking or those voices around us that try to hold us back or pull us down. So I'm going to tell you that there's so many voices that are around you telling you it can't be done or why it can't be done or you can't go there or you can't do this or you can't make it or you can't succeed at that level or you can't accomplish this. You need to stop. You're wasting your time. All of these types of voices right, are speaking that way. So the Bible talks clearly. He Knowing that, God knows that that's what the thief does. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He'll steal your joy. He'll steal your vision. He'll steal your promise. He'll steal your peace. So the Bible clearly says to put it on a billboard, write it on big block letters so that you can read it on the run so that while you're running and you're exhausted, while you're running and you feel like you're going to give up, while you're running and you think you have nothing left, you think you you, you don't see how you're going to make it around the final corner, you don't, you don't see how you're going to finish the race. So while you're out of breath, while you're exhausted, while you're running, while you're gasping, while you're doing this, you can look over and read it on the run. So it's a vision message and it points to what is coming. Why? Because God put it in your heart. The Bible says in Hebrews that he's the author and the finisher of your faith. So I got, I got news for you. You know, if you're frustrated and I get that because I've walked through seasons of frustration many, many times, and I'm sure I'm going to walk through many, many more in my life, but here's the deal. Every time God has never failed me. And so if he's and, and by the way, if it's a God thing, if it's a God vision, if it's something that the Lord placed in your heart and you have hope for it, right, then here's the thing. He's the, he authored it. He authored it. He doesn't make mistakes. And the Bible clearly says that he'll finish it. So from the authoring to the finishing, from the, from the instilling to the finishing, there's a process. Don't get lost in the process. Don't get tripped up in the process. Write it down on big block letters. Put it on a billboard beside you, big enough that you can read it on the run. It's a vision message and it points to what's coming because God's word will not return void, right? It aches for the coming. Meaning, God, let me, let me give you this way. When I think of that, and I didn't move on to the next point, but when I think of that, I think of a pregnant woman, right? I think of, I think of the process of, of, of conception, right? And I think of the process of, of, of the trimesters going through the scenarios, right? And, and I can't imagine that because I'm not a woman and 
but I can only watch and imagine and, and, and relate it to possibly what that process could be like as you outgrow your clothes, as you, you know, begin, to, your body begins to change, as there's metamorphosis, as there's change going on, right? As you begin to, you begin to expand, you know, as you begin to become uncomfortable and, and you begin to crave certain things that you didn't crave. And, you know, but here's the deal, what's inside you has to come out. There's times where you're probably going to think that what's inside you will not come out and it's impossible for it to come out. And I'm going to die in this process. I'm going to die before I give birth to what's inside of me. But the reality is this, it will come out because God placed it there, right? It's the, he's the author of it. And so he'll finish it. And there's a process and there's an end to that process. And so I, I'm here to encourage you that what's inside you is aching to come out. It can hardly wait. It can hardly wait to breathe life. It can hardly wait to start into, to, on the destiny that, that's been placed before the purpose on the inside of you. It doesn't lie. God's not a man that he should lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. I know we don't like that word, right? But I'm reminded of Isaiah, uh, the 40th chapter, I think 31st verse, where it says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will walk and not be weary. They, they will run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. So I want to tell you that it's not just waiting, like sitting and eating bonbons and waiting and twiddling your thumbs. It's waiting. You ever gone to a, to a restaurant, you know, you know, uh, I don't, I never, I never, I never worked at one, but I mean, I get it like this, right? That, you, you go to a, you know, I'm waiting. How are you? I'm David. I'm here to serve you, right? I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm there and I'm busy serving and God honors my waiting, right? It's on the way. It'll come right on time. So that's on the run. So let me give you this. It's closer than you think. So let's look at the next point here. Point two, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Come on now. I mean, that's the guys, that's, that should fire you up. That, that, that right there is, that's something you need to write down. You need to write it down. You need to write it down. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I mean, look, the, the, the worst thing that can ever happen, and I've been in this situation many times in my life where all of a sudden, right, and it's even, maybe I even anticipated it. Maybe I even, you know, expected it. But through the process of waiting, you begin to lose, it begins to lose its edge. It begins, you begin to, your edges begin to dull. And all of a sudden, it happens. You knew it was going to happen. It happens and you're not ready. So you have to scramble around and get ready because you didn't stay ready. So I believe this. I believe a lot of us are addicted to this feeling called ready, right? So many times that you and I miss moments because of our craving for being ready, right? We have to, we, we crave, I got to be ready, right? We, we got to, we got to, we got this addicted feeling called ready. And, and so we need to let the fear of rejection. We, I'm sorry, we let the fear of rejection, the fear of humiliation, the fear of failure, make our decisions for us. And, and here's the reality. We don't need to get addicted to this feeling called ready. We just need to be ready. So let me just say it this way. When God starts birthing the dream, the plan, and the assignment on the inside of you, right? And that's what you're feeling. If you, if you, if you have pains in, 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 in from growing, then those are growing pains, right? Then you're making progress. I know it doesn't feel like it, but progress doesn't only come, right, when, we, when things are just breezy and we're just going along and cruising. I mean, that's just part of it, right? That's the fruit of it in many cases. But listen, growing takes place a lot of times where there's pains, growing pains. So when God starts birthing the dream, the plan, the assignment on the inside of you, this moment is telling you that you're ready. Meaning don't get addicted to the feeling called ready. I don't have to feel ready, right? I just know I got to be ready. 
Does that make sense? I don't have to feel ready because look, here's the reality. If I'm instant in season and out of season, if I hide his word in my heart that I don't sin against him, if I'm, if I, if I put myself in a position, right, to not be perfect because nobody is perfect on this earth, right? So here's the deal. If, but if, so if I'm not perfect, if, I, if it's not that I'm sterile, it's not that I, that I, that I don't make mistakes. It's not that I don't doubt. It's not that I don't, that I, that I don't want to give up. It's not that I don't fall short. It's all of those things in spite of those things. I'm ready. When God starts birthing the dream, the plan and the assignment on the inside of you, here's the deal. Whether you're ready or not, let me talk to the moms out there who've, who've been pregnant. If you're a mom, you've been pregnant and, and you know, most likely, so let me talk to the moms out there that have gone through pregnancy. So whether you are ready or not, and you probably question it during that process, seven months in, I don't know if I'm ready. Nine months in, I don't think I'm ready. One month in, I don't think I'm ready. Regardless of whether you feel ready or not, you're ready. Because, because your body is going through the process and there's, there's something conceived on the inside of you that is going to come through birth. So when God starts birthing the dream, when he conceives the dream and then starts to process the dream and he starts to, he starts to grow the dream on the inside of you and he starts birthing the dream, the plan, the assignment inside of you, the moment, that moment is telling you you're ready. So stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And it doesn't, it's not dictated by feeling. If you don't feel ready, tell your feeler to go home. I mean, sometimes you're not going to feel it. But we walk by faith, not by sight. We can't walk by the way we feel. Listen, if I walk by the way I feel, I wouldn't come to work someday. Yeah, I said it. If I walked by the way I felt, I wouldn't come to work someday. I'd stay home. Oh, you mean, Dave, wait a second. You motivate me on a daily basis, man. I mean, you're just all motivational. I wish I could, I wish I could just have, if I had that motivation like David has, man, I'll tell you what, I just conquer my day. Well, okay, I laid in bed before many, many times. And I've laid there and said, okay, you know, uh, let me get up. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get up when I feel like it. And let me tell you something. If I, if I didn't change my thinking right then, Sometimes I wouldn't get up because feeling never came. I just had to put my foot down on the floor, my left and then my right. And then I get up and then I take steps and then I go. So stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Let me just say this. You were ready the moment you were born because God doesn't make mistakes. He planned your destiny and your dreams and put them on the inside of you and then breathe life into them. Let's look at point number three. Pay attention to God's promises. Pay attention. They're there. Here's the crazy, here's the best part. You want to know what's really cool? God's promises are there. You don't got to put them there. They're there. I mean, this, the word of God is full of promises. They're, it's full of promises. They're there already. So what I'm saying is not, is, is, is not uh, make prom God's promises there. Pay attention to them. Look, let me say it this way. Philippians talks about what we're supposed to, in the fourth chapter, think on. And it talks about thinking on things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are, you know, th it talks about the positive things, the godly things to think about. And it says, think on these things. Because here's the deal. As your thinking goes right, then that's what your steps are going to do. That's what your day's going to be like. That's what your week's going to be like. So every day when you get up, what are you thinking about, right? It's not how you feel. It's what you think about. Then you begin to think on it. Then you begin to meditate on it. And here's my experience. Your feelings follow your thinking. It's not the other way around. If, if, you're, if your thinking follows your feelings, you're in trouble. <clears throat> and that can't happen as well. But I found this, that your feelings will come into line with the way you think and the way you operate. So pay attention to God's promises. Let me just say it this way. God never promised you'd be ready. 
He promised that you'd be purposed. I always say, come on. So when you say, when I say don't get ready, stay ready, he never promised that you'd be ready. That's why you don't feel that way, right? He promised that you'd be purposed, Ephesians 2.10. That's what he promised, that I purposed on the inside of you, right? He promised that you'd be anointed, meaning that his presence is with you. Because here's the reality. The reality is the vision and the dream that's on the inside of me, and I'm assuming that it's the same with you. If you love God and serve him, then you've got a big vision on the inside of you. The dreams and the desires and the vision that's, that are on the inside of me are way bigger than David Villa. They're way bigger than what I can handle on my own. If God exited out of the equation and the weight of what I felt on the inside of me was on my shoulders. It would crush me immediately and I'd fall under the weight. Here's another way to say it. His anointing makes the difference. His presence. Without him, I don't want to do it. Without him, I can't do it. Without him, I won't do it, right? He promised that you'd be anointed. How about this one? He promised that he would never leave you or forsake you. Here's the reality. Everywhere you go, as long as you keep your eyes on him, then he's with you. So your boat can't go. I love the scripture the passage when the disciples were all in the boat and they're in the middle of the storm and Jesus was sleeping in the bottom of the boat. Now I went to Israel a couple years ago and I saw one of these boats. It was actually one of these ships, one of these boats from the time of Jesus. It was like a, you know, it was preserved. And let me just tell you something. It's not like the Titanic. I'm talking about a small boat that, you know, when 12 people are in it or 13 people are in it, they're sitting there staring at each other. It's like the lifeboats on the Titanic, like that size. And Jesus, it wasn't a deep boat. They had like an upstairs and downstairs. When he was sleeping at the bottom of the boat, I mean, he's at their feet sleeping. And so you're talking about them right there panicking because there's a storm going on and there's Jesus laying in the bottom of the boat and they're all gathered around, 12 of them, and Jesus making 13 and they're freaking out because they're thinking, I'm going to go down. I've got news for you. He promised he would never leave or forsake you. So with that, with that, with that promise of not abandoning you, listen, it, the boat can't go down because he's not going to go down. He's in the ship. He's in the boat. I want you to grasp that for a second. Hebrews 13, 5 says, he will never leave you or forsake you. So if you're walking, not perfection, not blameless, I'm talking walking with him, you're trying, you're walking, his grace is sufficient. He's in your ship, he's in your boat, he's helping you, he's with you, he's guiding you, he's leading you, and your boat cannot go down because he is in it. And if it goes down, then he goes down. And we know he's not going down. So let me just say it this way, God always keeps his promises. Let me give you the last point, point four. Start running. It's time to run, folks. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what situations are around you, right? Action is needed to bring our vision to fruition. Action is needed to bring our vision to fruition. But expectation is what's needed to get our vision off the ground. So let me just say it, right? Action is needed to bring the vision to fruition. But some of us haven't even got off the ground. Some of us are still sitting on the runway. You've got to expect that God can and he will reward those who will di diligently seek him. That's what he said he would do. You got to believe that he's with you and you got to believe that he's for you, not against you. You got to believe if he's for you, who can be against you? And if you believe that, then the expectation level on the inside of you will rise up and that will get your vision off the ground because before you can ever fly it and land it and bring it into home, you've got to get it off the ground. Then action, let's just say you've lifted it off the ground and you've been flying in circles around the runway. Well, action is needed to bring your vision to fruition. If you want to see that come to fruition, then you need to start taking some action, deliberate action that's focused clearly on bringing that vision to fruition. Don't run from the battle, but rather run to the battle. I mean, you're saying, well, what do I 
Dave, you're telling me to run into controversy? No, I'm, te I'm telling you, yes. I'm telling you that the battle, the process is when you pick up the power. The process is where you have to get the, uh, the anointing to walk through it. The process is where God won't leave you, but he'll strengthen you in it. And you come out the other side with power and with something that's substantial. You might come out with some scars. You might come out with some bruises, but you're going to come out with some victory. So don't run from the battle, but run to the battle. Once you're more than ready, once you are more than ready for whatever life throws at you, the floodgates, I believe this with all my heart, of the Lord's blessing will begin to open in your life. So once you're more than ready for whatever life throws at you, the floodgates, I'm talking God will just, he won't trickle it on you. I believe that the gates, the floodgates are going to open up and, and those blessings from God will begin to open up in your life. I don't know about you, but I'm running, right? I'm running towards what God has for me. And he's not a man that he should lie. He's for me and not against me. If this was helpful, I'm going to ask you to share it. You know, again, you know, share this. And if you're uh, not subscribed to one of the uh, podcast, my podcast on Spotify or Apple or Google, make sure you do look it up. It's uh, Game David Villa's Game Changer Live. And uh, thank you for watching this on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And also the join my Facebook group. It's David Villa's Game Changer Group. I'd love to interact with you in there. I mean, it's just a really encouraging group. And then I want to share one more thing with you. If you didn't see it in the beginning, I want to tell you that these shirts, we just, we just launched Faith Gear. And uh, it's, it's just designed to really help you uh, not just show your faith, but I believe that before you can show it, you got to believe it. And so to me, this is for me. This is for me. I'm wearing this, you know, for me because I, I want to be and need to be reminded of, of, of things in my life. And so it's more than just apparel. Uh, it's called Faith Gear. It's faithgear.co, C-O. And, um, and uh, we've got uh, our office here, and I'm taking a little bit of time at the end on purpose. Our office here, we're in a 13,000 square foot office, and we've got... Uh, pictures and scriptures and different things that are really cool. They're modern. They're not, you know, traditional religious, you know, you know, symbols. Sometimes that's old school and that's nothing wrong with that, but this is modern. These are things that, you know, uh, simplicity, you know, like right here, I got be still and know, you know, I've got 70 times seven, which is, you know, how many times Jesus do we forgive 70 times seven. And these types of things are on artwork across our office that are really cool. And so we're offering these in case you want to, you know, have something on your desk or you want to put something in your church or put something in your business, or your house or whatever. And so, faith gear and it's apparel so right now we've got uh, our victory shirt that came in we've got the pray one which is what i'm wearing uh we've got peace and it's not peace like you know peace out it's peace of mind it says on there and it has isaiah 29 26 3 and then we've got uh strength philippians 4 13 and um then we've got be still Psalms 46.10, and then we've got the white victory shirt as well over death, this world. So just a little bit of some what's to come. We've got some cool hoodies and some all kinds of things coming in. So, hey, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Make sure you share the show, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week for another Game Changer Life.